From the TMBC Network, welcome to Bad Audiobooks, a parody brought to you by our isolated patrons on Patreon. <laughs> I'm your host, Nick Mazmanian, along with my co-host, Ken Heidelman. Thank you so much for joining us on our show about good books read badly. So uh, what are we putting onto the shelf today? Uh, we are shelving the shit out of the Hardy Boys. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Goodbye we, we so it. long. <laughs> yeah, this isn't like a, a your typical episode. Normally we have something to read to you, but we realized that we were about to move on to our new series. Uh, which uh, you'll see shortly is a uh, is a Shakespeare play. But we realized, you know, we hadn't actually done any commentary. We we did tons during it, but we didn't actually have like a an aftermath. And now that we've settled in, it's been a few weeks since we recorded. <laughs> where where are you now mentally after that onslaught? I'm sorry, I didn't catch all that. Astro literally walked into the room while you were talking, and I was trying to silently get <laughs> her to leave. So I'm just gonna <laughs> go with blah 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 blah. The 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 book was a giant monster and weird and bizarre <laughs> and here we are to talk about it so there we go kent's thoughts are totally registered and i respect him as a human being <laughs> perfect i no, mean that's it, all we need for this episode right we're done yeah that's we're it. done that's it Let's okay go. guys uh night thank you for listening yeah, and uh, be sure to that's check that's out that's our patreon this, at, uh, we're done bad this, audio this podcast is over <laughs> we're, we're canceling it uh yeah i i was prepared for it to be old bad <clears> and stale but um that it redefined my expectations to a whole different level what about you yeah it was uh it was bad it was not good and it's perfect uh, for our show and uh yeah it was uh it was it was a thing so it was a thing we read and was uh, the, what was the most unexpected part maybe character for you like what's what surprised you the most what were your expectations going in my expectations going in were i was you see, the main reason why we even chose it was because it was so, like, they gutted so much from it between the 29 and the 59 edition. So I really wanted to see what the difference was. Yeah, the 30-year the gap. We expected yeah, some, it was some mostly, really, like, yeah, crazy like, stuff. It, it lost, like, 100 pages. So How? Or close to it. It, or it, was a st- it wasn't, like, five or ten pages edited out. They, like, I mean, I shouldn't say how. I could gut a lot in that story. Oh. <laughs> There's so much, there's so much fat in that book. And not only that, there's so much repeat. It's all, this is a book that shows how classic, the classic, terrible, written, we just see content book written thing is. This is a classic thing to see. Because this is them figuring out that model. Because this was written by not one person. It was written by multiple writers and editors. How do you know that though? I mean, I know you've said it and I've taken it as word, but where did you hear that? I mean, is it just common knowledge and I just missed it on the the Borders training manual for when we worked together? (laughs) Uh, the, the training at Borders wasn't that exact. Come on, dude. Uh, <laughs> like, it was like, hey, just be sure to do A through Z. And if a customer comes in saying, "I want a, it's a book with a red cover," you go, "Okay, let's start breaking that down." And uh, that was the training. <laughs> so, uh, also, we're full of terrible ideas, and eventually, we're going to bankrupt ourselves. So that's what we learned from Borders. Did I would you, say, um, did they? Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard the rumor that Borders was offered the the iPod originally when it came out. Is that true? They were originally offered the Sony. I think they were originally. O- no, no, no. It wasn't Sony. We were pushing the Sony. I think they were offered the Nook or something. They were offered one of the e-readers at one point, and they passed up on it because they were like, "Oh, it's silly. One. E-readers are silly. No one wants a silly book. We know what we're yeah. doing. Let's give That's you digital. Print yeah, is, we'll we'll live forever." 
And uh, we're going to charge everything at MSRP for all of our digital goods, like DVDs and uh, and CDs. Those are all going to be at MSRP. No, you can. Yes, we know you can get them cheaper everywhere else, but we're going to charge that rate because uh, we're in the hole, super deep. <laughs> so, so many uh, great decisions. Hmm. So many great decisions. Yeah, I I just boggles the mind. But uh, I I I read about the I read about the Hardy Boys way like the process in which it was made uh, like a while ago and it was like an article i read on the atlantic i think or something and it was kind of what spurred me to say oh we should do the hardy boys for the show was because the 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 guy i was talking about like how much he loved the books and and they talked to (laughs) no really like i wasn't trying to tear i didn't like hate the guy but it was like he loved the books they were a big part of his childhood he went to go read them again and he noticed like you know, there's like a character, and I think it's Chet Morton. I think it's supposed to be Chet, who turns out in later books to possibly be a like minorly gay character, or might be a gay character or something. Like, like, and his whole thing because he's gay, the writer's gay, and he was saying like how he kind of identified with that character a little bit or something. I forget. So I was like, but then he also brought up the whole the whole thing about how the 59 edition was different from the 29 edition. And I was like, what's the difference? And then after looking it up, and I even said, like, oh, there's racism and all sorts of stuff. I was like, well, why? So why was it published in 29 with this crap in it? And I was like, let's read this book. Let's read this one because it's going to be terrible and horrible. And that's makes reading. I found when we do books or stories that are just that bad, it, it makes for such a fun read. Because at that I, point, it, uh, it's it, it takes a, a bit to get into the mental space of doing that because you're you're onslaughted by so much garbage and shit but then suddenly you just make the best of it and you turn it into lemonade and it and it's, I, i'm i'm enjoying it more and more that the worse it gets i i do these spirals of like i i'm gonna kill myself and then oh, okay now this is really fun yeah so it's really us figuring out how to address the fun in that book like when we were doing hp lovecraft it was so on the nose the racism and everything except for the first story they totally blindsided us but then when we're reading this one, this one was like the subtle racism that's actually kind of real, you know, whether it, it, yeah. and then it doesn't be subtle anymore when they tell you the whole Italian immigrant guy who's just so stereotypically Italian that it's not even like this is clearly them making fun of the Italian people. This isn't them being like, oh, he's a oh, look at him. He's got a little bit of an accent. Hey, you know, like, oh, no, no, no. He's he's irate and he's full of passion like those Latin people and stuff. And it's just like okay yeah that's it's it's, really, and, it's, a, it's a weird cut yeah it's it, the thing that was weird was the fact that the story i was looking f- i was looking for the racism and when i found it it was really subtle and strange because i'm like as I'm, is all racism or a lot of racism yeah and i guess i just i guess it was just the more realistic racism in comparison to hp lovecraft which is so on the nose that it it hurts kind of thing like like it's easy to make fun of because of how racist it is and then this one's like yeah, it's easier to address because it's so out in the open and flying, but this one was buried a bit, and it, it, I think I'm, I'm sure there was tons that went over our heads that other people are listening, they're like, you're not catching Oh yeah, garbage. Oh, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure we missed so many coded things. Like, there's so many coded things probably in this story. And so because of that, I was like, well, there's only one instance where we were told someone that is African-American descent was annoying just because basically they were black. And I'm like, but that doesn't make any that was really the only time i saw it being so bold-faced besides them and the italian character the rest of it moment that shocked me because at the i was we finally got that thing bright as day horribleness out in the open but then almost in the same stroke they're like one of the main characters has a huge crush on her and i'm just like i 
Joe. You it guys was Joe. are complicated, and I wasn't prepared for you to be complicated. Not in well, a good way, but just like I don't know, I don't know what to, I don't know what to think anymore. Yeah, it was, it was like it was. It, it, he didn't like her because she was a mouthy or something, but then he liked her because reasons. And then, and then they're like trying to build up this really horrible character. And when we actually have her talk and speak, she's making perfect sense. Like she's asking the questions that all, or she's making just statements like, "Oh, that's so sad that they're poor now." And I'm like, "Yeah, exactly." Yeah, I'm like, she, th- and then she that was she, a, she was a well-rounded character, and I'm like, yeah. I don't, I don't get this. I I don't know how to read this. This doesn't make any fuck. This is I, it really th- twisted me. It was really just a matter of like this book was chosen because I wanted to see what 1959 was like. No, 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 we can't have that anymore. And now I want to read the 59 edition myself. I'm not going to make you all read it, but I'm going to read it because I'm now want to make. I will I never make, do that. <laughs> you come on and give a book report. We'll have a book report where you give a review or something. Yeah, I could do that. I could do that. So, yeah, it's like we will we will do a book report uh, once I do the fifty nine edition. And I mean, I have time now because we're on lockdown. Uh, <laughs> I'm Top literally book. going nowhere. Uh, so I'm looking forward to to exploring that whole space, and then I'm also looking forward to uh, just checking out the the differences. But frankly, the thing that just just the thing I was not expecting to be horrible was their dad. Like how he just came out freaki- of nowhere, dude. It was like freakishly the weirdest and most terrible person, the father. And I, I was just surprised. I was like, "Here's nineteen fifteen. Here's nineteen twenty-seven. Telling nineteen twenty-seven kids, here's how your dad should act." Yes. And, here's the example that you should all like live towards. Uh, and he's a monster. Yeah, it it just blew my mind that he was just such a piece of pos, and the. I'm trying to keep myself at the PG-13 rating right now because my <laughs> kid is around. Just Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. Whatever. Okay. Well, sure, you man. know, you Absolutely. and adult land over there living with adults, you know, and stuff. <laughs> I, I, I have to uh, deal with the fact I want my child learning all the words. Um, been extraordinarily difficult otherwise. She, but She can't hear me? No, she can't hear you. Okay, cool. Then I'll, I'll curse for the two of us then. That's fine. <laughs> you curse for me, Kent. I can't. <laughs> yeah, it's bullshit, man. Yeah, that's what you'd say. Pete's Come sakes, on, man. man. Cheese and Pete's. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, his father, or their father. Uh, oh, there's only one of them. Yeah, there's uh, only one of them. Let's face let's, let's facts. The Hardy Boys should have been the Hardy Boy. Because <laughs> clearly Joe was just meant to be there to make it. Like, I got to think they did it as brothers because it's more marketable that way. Because it, absolutely you, is. it was clear that the story did not need, frankly, you could take either Joe or Frank out of it, but mostly you could take Joe out of it and the story would function just fine. I, I mean, there's got to be an element of, I'm, I'm curious how they do it in Nancy Drew, uh, where you've got this detective going along uh, or a character who's investigating stuff. It's nice to have a, someone to bounce dialogue off of. I'm sure as a writer, I'm curious oh, yeah. how they do it in Nancy Drew. I'm surprised they didn't have two girl sisters or whatever. Two girl <laughs> sisters, two sisters. Jesus. Well, Words. it's not like Hanna Barbera in the sixties and seventies where they're making cloned versions of the same show, with just with like, <laughs> oh, instead of Scooby, it's a shark that talks and no, 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 and all the other sound effects. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, they they were like, no, 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 it has to be different. Nancy is a thinker, but also she's smart and pretty, but not too smart because she's a woman. No, I have no <laughs> idea if they've went there yet with that particular thing, but I'm expecting it because of the rating that was the Hardy Boys. I would not expect Nancy Drew to be that much better but i could be wrong 
who knows? Maybe a different set of editors got a hold of it and did a better job. I wouldn't. I, I would like to read and find out. I'm not. I am not holding my breath, and I'm sure it's going to be a pretty vanilla and. Boring. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, this is so. the beginning of kids like making content for kids at a more industrial level. Like we're going to bring butts out, written by nobody, uh, everybody, and nobody, and that way you give us money and you get a consistent story because it's always written in the same way-ish kind of thing. Um, like, I know that, and I did research about this, The one of the writers for the Dixon brand, uh, he wrote, like, he was, like, seen as the mainstay Hardy Boys writer, and he wrote, like, seven of the stories, like, the first books. And, and his family even said that when it came to the rampant racism in the first edition of that book, uh, that wasn't really from him. They, they, I really think that they were blaming the editor's from the publishing house that were were inserting all this stuff that he had handed in his manuscript and he was done. He got paid and he moved on. So I'm sure um, he's really glad that his name isn't on it then. Well, his name isn't going on it. So he just wrote the story. It was just done. He got paid and he's like, give me the next book and I'll start on that. And I'm sure there's a whole chain of things where they had the outline, him working on the edition, and then they were publishing afterward after doing a bunch of edits, either with some other writers to clean up things or editors. So it passed through many hands. But this one guy... I can't remember his name, but it was on the Wikipedia entry for Hardy Boys is seen as like the mainstay. Like he wrote the Hardy Boys. So I the father figure, the detective part, like there's so many things that were wrong with this book, especially when the Hardy Boys became terrorists. So whatever. What? He still wrote a piece of shit father. So yeah. Yeah. Well, again, it felt like there were three versions of this guy because there was the dad who was like pipe in hand at the desk like, hello, boys. And then there's the dad who's like. I'm a detective. Let me go detect something. I'm going to go inside this building. The first one I ever went into. Oh, it's the it's the lead I needed, you know, or something like that. And yeah, then there, the magic detective. And then there was the really dismissive crappy dad who had the servant and everything too, who randomly appeared and disappeared. Like the house, the household staff would appear and disappear in this story, much like the mom. And yes. uh, let's not forget Ghost Mom, who was the best Ghost thing mom to come out. Forever. Did we get her name? No, she's just Ghost Mom. Yeah. Ghost mom lives so forever. Another another character that existed as much as in our minds as she did on the page, uh, even more so. Uh, oh yeah. So yeah, man. The, I I think I was expecting it to be. I, I was expecting a lot more clues, and a, a lot, lot more uh, red herrings. And there was like none of those. We had three major clues. We had the red wig. We had the whoa, the coat, I think, or something. It was like a coat and a red wig, and I think that was it. They had nothing else to go off of. And those were all like resolved in the first act. Yeah. The, the pacing of this was weird. It, it was clear that they were trying to be like, our audience is stupid children, so we should make this story as stupid as possible. And it's... It's clearly talking down to the audience, to the kids reading this book. This book thinks you're dumb. And I it takes one of the cardinal sins that I totally hate when it comes to writing is when a book thinks you're dumb. And they're not it's not like, yeah. oh, I'm explaining something to you that might be foreign. It's mostly just I'm gonna placate to you because you're dumb and make sure that you can understand that this is a clue. And they bring and they do that by repeating the the, the finding and what it is like three, four, five times. And it, it, it murders the pacing. And just adds page count, which I strictly think that that was all done for page count and also being like, well, they're stupid children. Let me talk to them like as if they're stupid, which is wrong. 
it feels like the the mystery had the and i'm really glad we did sherlock holmes first where you have this arthur conan doyle level approach of let's not give the audience any information to work with so they can figure it out let's just at the end pull shit out of our ass and oh there it was the whole time you didn't see it uh that's your fault or it's not even your fault it's like fuck you it was just a fuck you I really can't wait to read like a full-fledged Sherlock Holmes book, like the Hound of Baskervilles or something like that, because I really want to see what the Arthur Conan Doyle Sherlock Holmes that everyone loves comes from, because we read only the short stories, which I feel like were just paychecks for him. So he just kind of was yeah. like, yep, here you go. Oh, yeah, here's Sherlock. He's uh, dealing with the uh, Peruvian vampires and stuff this time. No, I'm not making this up. How dare you? I'm to my kitchen. You're going to pay for all of this. <laughs> Every cent, because no one else can do Sherlock but me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, man, uh, not the mystery book that I was uh, I was inspired to read. Do you think that the later ones in the series, like how many books are there in the Hardy Boy series? I didn't even think about it. It's like 100, 500, 700? There are, I think, 60, 70 something books in the Hardy Boy series. Well, this isn't a normal episode. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> Safeties are off. You may search to your heart's content. Google's response. I said, how many Hardy Boys books are there, Google? Google's response, at least two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. At least right, two. So this- thanks, thanks, Google. <laughs> thanks, Google. You nailed it. Uh, the series ran from 1927 to 2005 and comp- uh, comprises 190 volumes. 190 but, uh, volumes? But uh, although some consider only the first 58 volumes of the series to be part of the, the canon whatever okay so there's 58 normal books and there's over 50 more and but apparently they've done tons of crossovers uh that are like legit uh 20 127 volumes of the case file series 29 volumes of the undercover brothers series what the fuck wait a minute wait a minute is there are you telling me there's stories of joe and frank undercover at a brothel or something <laughs> i don't fucking know i gotta find out uh, <laughs> i kind of want to i kind of would want I would be down to revisit the Hardy Boys strictly for those stories. <laughs> so. Oh my god! Uh, uh, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna have to look into this uh, a little bit more uh, and find out. But uh, yeah, uh, who was your 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 favorite character written? Who was my like, favorite not character the way we written? Formed it and we twisted it and added it to. But like, who was your favorite character that was actually on the page in the book? Yeah. I don't know if I have one. I'm just asking because I was just curious if you had any thoughts. No, no, no. We have to both now. No, no, no. We have to both pick a character that we're like, yeah, that was a good character. Uh, like, like if you had to pick one character from this book that you would say, okay, I, I actually enjoyed that character. And it's because of what we did to that character, not because of the character as it exists in the book. No, I, I, I've already answered my own question in my head. I, I just went through them all uh, that I can remember. And I'm like, I don't remember a single character I liked before we did it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I did remember. You have any, did you have any that were like, oh, that was actually enjoyable or that was cool? I, I don't think I have any. Well, um, but, uh, and then then we could pick our favorites that we did. That are, okay. Are well, let me let me just say, I think the character I did enjoy in the story was uh, just because of how insane. Can I say characters? I'm just going to say this for characters. Just because of how insane they were in general, uh, Herd Applegate and his sister were delightful because of how insane they were in everything that they did. Even 
I mean, I know we read them insane and stuff, but frankly, just even if you just look at the dialogue, they're just crazy. And then in the end, they invite all the boys over for dinner. Just the boys. No parents. Just the boys. And the parents are like, yeah, sure. Go to that millionaire's mansion, distant and far away from everyone. Yes, please. Go. By yourself. And I'm just like... Hmm? It's pretty fucked up, yeah. I yeah, it, it's absolutely a, fucked up. It's kind of like a dark ending in a way, if you really think about it. But uh, yeah, because uh, if, if we ended the Hardy Boys there, it's like, what happened to them after that? Oh, they all got drunk, and mm, you know, you know, boys will be boys. So anyway, uh, so I really would say it would be them, just on their own. They they were enjoyable because of how just surefire nuts they were. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I didn't have any. I now that I'm now that I'm saying it, I didn't have any. All right. After we performed them, uh, what additions, what moments were were some highlights for you? I mean, I enjoyed a hell of a lot. But we, once we got like the first couple in, I I started finding the the rhythm. Oh yeah. Um, I enjoyed playing uh the the chief of police. Uh, did a good chi- job. The French guy. Yeah. Yeah. The I French guy. That was wonderful. I, I enjoyed him, and I enjoyed uh. I guess I enjoyed being the dad because he was just such a giant dick, <laughs> like ju- inintention, unintentionally being a giant dick. And just because of him being like, my progeny has failed. I myself as a father have failed. Everything's terrible. <laughs> like the, the 21st century lens on his character. It just adds such a oh, great it's layer. so bad. <laughs> like everyone's like, oh, this is just a normal dad. I'm like, no, normal dad should ever function like this ever. <laughs> Ever, ever, ever. I, I'm just gonna uh, interfere with police business and uh, move evidence around. <laughs> yeah, I'm a hero, you know. Go yeah, look, a hero. I've solved all the cases. Look, everyone knows my name from coast to coast. What do you mean you have never heard of me? I would love to read a series that has the Hardy Boys and or their dad as villains of a of a story series. Like they're the the new Mortyarty. To of me, a series. Oh my god. Yes, we should do a fanfic of this because it could be a fanfic. We could we could run with that legally. We won't get in trouble because uh, it's a fanfic. Uh, well, but we yeah, should. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, t- we'll talk about it and see where we can we can come up with in a in a couple. We're of workshopping years, but, it. Uh, we're workshopping we're work- it. Yeah. We're just lightly workshopping something. It's just a well, n- no intention to publish. Wink, wink. Um, what what characters did you enjoy? Okay, um, I my brain is blissfully wiped itself uh to, to prevent well i mean since we recorded uh, that series things have changed so it's understandable if it's kind of a blink campus yes and uh, i i enjoyed us randomly switching who was performing frank and joe but yes we kept the voices or tried to at least keep them similar that was enjoyable yes 100 percent agreed i i enjoyed us uh, switching up because i kept screwing up saying joe instead of frank so it just was like it, it just switching up and just all this and the, uh, my favorite thing you did was as is just being joe you being joe was the highlight of what we did because frankly it was Thanks, hilarious Thanks, in, every, no, in every in every form was, he's a great character before because he's such a, such a fucking weirdo wimp and i identify with that <laughs> <laughs> well the thing that made me laugh was just when you when, when i wound up deleting him and you were frank and you were just like well yeah Take the. Well, I don't know why I have this tandem bicycle. You know, <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe one day I'll have a brother. That was probably him. the best 
moment in the entire series. Oh, that murders me that, still that when Joe I Joe getting to it. deleted out of existence. I don't even remember how it happened, but it was it was a uh, was a lightning in a bottle for sure. Oh, it was amazing. Uh, straight up. Uh, the mom character and all the the stuff doing with her that was pretty fun. Uh, I I enjoyed how it was just like oh yeah they the mo- they just don't have a mom and you you just used to those stories that were one parent's missing and they just don't address it and they don't need to address it but then suddenly she walks in the room to give sandwiches and you're like whoa what the fuck we're halfway through this book and you the just reappearance of ghost mom or the appearance of ghost mom I think she appeared for once and then like you said vanished so yeah yeah it was it was straight up her 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 just kind of appearing and disappearing at the whim of the author being like well they need sandwiches so the mom's gonna make it okay she doesn't need to be anywhere around anywhere she doesn't have to can't make their own sandwiches what could they do the mom yes yes i mean she's obviously been in the whole time but no need to speak she just waits in a call closet waiting (laughs) like a fucking robot just like "Uh, boys you want some sandwiches yeah that'd be great I just imagine sitting and be like, I can't wait for me to make some sandwiches. Yeah, I can't. It's gonna wait happen. To Maybe today. That way, I have something to do with my existence. I mean, if they want to roast, that their father could do that, I guess, because it's meat and that's man, that's man things. But sandwiches, it's so delicate, soft like a woman. That's the only reason why women can make them. Uh, Ch- uh Chet, I enjoyed uh, doing. I actually really enjoy. I think one of my, in a roundabout way, one of my favorite moments uh, was the bomb threat. Uh, in the story because it solidified to me how fucked up the hardy boys are yeah dude yeah i'm like they're they're villains there is no there is that's the only evidence you need these guys are fucked up the whole family's fucked it, it's like this like i enjoy detective shows like psych and everything else where they do kind of meddle into police investigations because clearly the police are inept kind of thing yeah and i mean it's a classic line to be able to have the detective do things but sure, sure. But to me, I'm like, after reading the Hardy Boys, I kind of am looking at it. I'm like, you guys are kind of terrible. Like, it made me kind of appreciate. I mean, the I mean, there's some places where police suck and they don't do their job well. And I totally get why a third party might be better. But I mean, the show's engineered to have the detective characters who interfere with the police business to be the better version of the police exactly they're righteous uh you you can identify with them there's that there's, i'm sure there's some but term where you're here like, not suspension just, of disbelief but yeah you know, they're like oh those cops are fucking it up and oh these main characters are right their methods may be weird but their intention and the results typically are very good yeah and i i feel like that's the main that's the main crux of the whole argument for uh for detective shows and those doing the ones where they uh, interfere and stuff Uh, is that they are the better person they are the better detective here there's nothing showing how they're any better than the cops in town they're almost worse in those situations they see in in that specific situation they seem like they were doing their job exactly the way they should be doing it as crazy as it sounds they're like yeah we found a suspect we're gonna go investigate it and we're gonna go interview him and then that was like yeah that sounds about right (laughs) like (laughs) yeah it's it's like uh, they they aren't really screwing up on the job you know like the the only thing is that you could be seen as them doing like oh they're being stupid because they're arresting the wrong man with uh mr robinson being arrested for the Sh- crime that was that was stupid but yeah. at the same time i mean yeah there's no evidence to actually book him he just got fired and and basically his life is socially destroyed like they arrest him or bring him in for questioning and it's that's actually kind of realistic in a way if you were to be a butler 
in a well-respected place where well-respected meaning you have money, nothing else. And, uh, you're seen as being a thief. Yeah. You're burned. You're not going to get any more work. And frankly, that's actually the whole, that whole angle of Mr. Robinson and his family is very realistic. I felt like I was like, this actually feels kind of real. Like this would happen. Unfortunately real. But the thing is the, the sudden resurrection of that reputation would not happen. It would not like people would forever think of you as that guy who stole from his employer, much like my neighbor, one of my neighbors on this block is that guy who held himself hostage on Father's Day with a gun. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Allegedly, right? Allegedly is what you meant. No, 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 no. This is real. SWAT came. It was a thing. <laughs> and he's still here. <laughs> okay, well, uh, this is uh, a... <laughs> No, no, times. no. But, but what I'm trying to say is that he, I'm sorry, you're just, you're that guy. You're, it, it's not going to change unless you become like a saint or something. And that's contradictory to me because I always feel like people could change and stuff. But it bothered me that that even happened. And they took the entire Father's Day away from the entire block because the entire block got on lockdown, much like we're doing today. Except, you know, you had to worry about shooting <laughs> happening. So, oh my God, that's crazy. Oh, Dude, my neighbor had to take his entire family, put him in the bathtub, the master bedroom bathroom, because it gave him multiple layers of protection because the guy had, like, a rifle and stuff. Like, this guy. Straight bullet shots. Yeah. What a nightmare, man. Oh, dude. And we missed it. did not mention this at all in the last year. So this is crazy. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, I thought I told you. I thought. I swear I told you. But maybe I didn't. Um, Yeah, we had missed it by 20 minutes. Because we had left for Father's Day for my parents' house. And when we got there, our my phone was blowing up. And all my neighbors were like, oh, my God. And we were, like, across the street from the house. So we would had, like, front row seats to this to the siege happening. Well, maybe his, like, children were trying to investigate something. And the only <laughs> way to get the police's attention was to call in a threat against them. But there was no hostages, so he had to make himself one. It's perfect plan. It sounds like the perfect Mr. Hardy plan. My boys, they'll take care of it. Thank you, boys. All right, yeah. boys. Now I'll take it from here. I'm going to hold myself hostage. Do you ever see yourself reading another Hardy Boys book in besides the first one as like a reflection? Do you see yourself ever cracking two open? Um, Maybe just for research sake. Because like, as, a, as, a, as an author, and I write young adult stuff, I wouldn't mind writing a, a mystery series of some kind, but... And mostly be able to just to see, like, I want to read the 59 version of the story just to kind of see the comparison of the two. Maybe read one more. But I think I will jump to Nancy Drew before I read another Hardy Boys, specifically because I've already covered the Hardy Boys. I feel like I know the Hardy Boys. I don't know if there's much else to happen there. So I would rather read a Nancy Drew, see how it's taken from a different angle. And these are all very classic books. So it would just be for my own edification. I'd rather I probably skip I'm probably not gonna read another one unless my kids really really want me to like randomly side note randomly last night and this was awesome when this happened uh Astrid had me read a page from Dinotopia and I told her oh my god okay yeah I well I don't get to read at bedtime anymore it's a mommy daughter thing which is great for them but you know I kind of like reading my kid and she doesn't really like me reading during the day it's only at night kind of thing and uh, she uh, Dinotopia is huge if you don't know the book it's a really amazing kids book uh, or just a book it's just a really great book but um, my dad used to read me and my brother that story so when I got it and I was like I can't wait to read this to her 
she really wanted to read it, but it's super long. And she always thought books, you could read them in one sitting because they're kids' books. So I told oh. her, this, so last night I told her, I'm like, I can only read one page because a chapter is like, it would take me 30 minutes of more, if not more, to read a whole chapter. And uh, I know you just want me to read a piece of this. And she was like, okay. So I'm reading one page at a time right now to her, which is awesome because I'm starting to edge my way into chapter books with her. So I will never read her to the Hardy Boys. <laughs> but no. uh, I'm excited that I get to read her Dinotopia and other forthcoming books. Have you have you read Dinotopia? Uh, I own, I think I own two volumes of it. There's only two anyway. I, f- I follow the James Gurney. Uh, James Gurney. I follow the writer artist guy. Uh, he's an amazing painter, and how it's weird to think about a author, but. Uh, no, I, I follow his work. I have books by him, art books by him, uh, but I haven't actually read the those. I, I think I watched, there was like a TV movie in the two decades ago. Decade oh, ago. right. Yeah, I was just going to say, how come they haven't made it a thing yet? But I remember they did make like a made-for-TV movie of it. Yeah, I, f- I feel like it's ripe for adaptation again, maybe. I don't oh, know. dude, it should be, in my opinion, it should be a miniseries on any of the platforms. He could be a lot of money doing that, but... It's whether or not he wants to, because maybe the production version that he uh, obviously we didn't remember it, so clearly it probably wasn't that good. So maybe he just is yeah, burned they, out on it. Yeah, I remember it. the effects being at the time being you know it is what it is kind of thing, but the story seemed solid. He's just a, he's an incredible uh, illustrator, oh, painter, dude, draftsman. Amazing. His, his stuff is, and he he shows off his process and he's all about education. So for me as an artist, I was like, oh my god, this is this is incredible. His books are really good. Uh, so I think I own like three or four books by him all right it had one season oh wow the cast was really good wow wow dude this show had it all damn wait you should go back and uh, after you've read it with her you should watch that show i'll i'll see if it holds up i'm gonna i'll, I'll preview that crap first before i'm like oh let's Obviously, let's yeah. go ahead and watch it so so getting back to, yeah. the, to the Hardy Boys. Uh, yeah, sorry. I went off on a Dinotopia tangent, which is the better book. So anyway. Um, How old are these guys, do you think? The kids. Who? Who How Frank old do you think the kids are? Frank and Joe? Yeah. Um, uh, I really stumped you with that one. They were probably, I would say like, 17 and 16 or something or 15 and 16 i would think apparently i had wikipedia open so i could have just answered my own question apparently in the earlier versions there uh, frank is 16 and, and joe is 15 okay that uh, makes sense uh but yeah man i i, I don't know any last thoughts here i'm, I'm trying to jump just like the i don't of i don't really have much otherwise other than that i will say um if you want to read the hardy boys you can read the 59 edition i heard Hang on, let me see if there's a new version of the Hardy Boys because I am genuinely curious to read this story three times just to see how these You're different. Are a sadist. I am not. I'm just. I'm a. <laughs> I'm a writer, so maybe I am a sadist. But, um, but yeah, like I, I, uh, I, I'm genuinely interested to see the differences in how they approach the story, and also the differences in how they write the books because you know there's a 59 the new one and the new one doesn't actually have uh tower treasure hmm 
doesn't the isn't there the updated series and didn't we check to see if there's like a a tower treasure one um well there is the 59 one but i don't know i could have sworn there was like a new hardy yeah, boys that's what i'm saying i think out. the new ones don't have a tower treasure um, volume that they skipped it they just like tossed that one. Oh right yeah i see i see hardy boys covers yeah, there's like a they have boats and stuff. Like, what is going on here? Simon and Schuster. Hang on, let me see. I'm really curious to see if they have uh what I'm looking for here. Okay, we got book one. Oh my. Yeah, they might not have the Tower Treasure like you were saying. Uh, uh, let me see though. Let me see. Hardy it's well, just Google. another another book port uh, book report for you to do for us. Uh yeah, because I'm seeing the Hardy Boys adventures from two thousand thirteen to the present. And the first one is the secret of the red arrow. I just saw extreme something or another. Um, okay, hang on, hang on. There is a tower treasure. I don't believe it. <laughs> I'm Lies. looking at it. I'm looking at Lies. it. On. Uh. Okay, this website is garbage. Uh, let me see. Here we go. Let me see. What Open is it up. like about this series? Do you think that like? caught on fire because i was expecting it to be fucking cool at least a little bit like i was like oh there's gonna be something in here that you um, get 200 volumes out of uh oh based on like an audience uh reading it and loving it i'm obviously we don't i don't fully understand the mindset of the people or publishing world at the times and I, I i get that it's old but what is it to you that like grab people I, if I'm reading from a mindset of a kid from the 20s, I think the idea of two teenage boys solving a mystery in their town, especially during those days, like a lot of crazy stuff was happening in the country. Like you had Prohibition coming around the corner in a couple of years, or actually were you in the midst? I think we were in the midst of Prohibition at that point. And then um, there's a lot of like shady stuff happening in general. So, I mean... To me, I think the draw was is that they could see themselves as these boys, these characters living in a life of luxury. Let's put that in perspective. And having the ability to go off and solve mysteries like their dad and everything else. I think I think that was the the major draw. So uh You're right. It is definitely mid prohibition. Uh, it was from 20 to uh, 33 is prohibition. Yeah. So, yep, okay, yeah. Fine. Cool. That I'm glad my Ken Burns uh, documentary education has definitely come through. Um, which, by the way, you should all go watch Prohibition. It's an amazing documentary series. Uh, so the copy I have in my hand um, of the new Hardy Boys, of the new Tower Treasure, is uh, just a new cover. The copy in it, the actual text, is from 1987. This edition was published in 2016. So... Oh, wait, no. So this is a new edition. So they did a 59, a 27, a 59. I'm skipping over 55 because I'm sure it was just a cover re- reissue. Yeah. And and 87. And now this is 2016. So there are three versions of the Tower of Treasure that I can read. And this one's for free on Google Books. Bam. Okay. So I'm going to I'm going to do I don't it. Know if I can, I'm going to uh, I'm going to go in, I'm going to go down that people reading it. That, I'm going to I'm going to go down that flogging. I'm going to get out the cat nine tails and just flog myself oh <laughs> mentally. My Don't do it, man. Don't do it. Back off the cliff. Don't jump. Don't do I'm it. I'm going to do it, cat. I got to read the book again. And again. I'm going to do it for all of us. 
Oh, what do you do with your spare time? Uh, <laughs> I hear you do. You got into some podcasting or whatever. No, no, I, I got out of that. I pretty much just read uh, every version I can find of the Tower Treasure. Oh, what book series is that? It's the first Hardy Boys book. <laughs> Why, do you, so you're oh, so you're reading all the Hardy Boys books? No, just the first one. Every version I can find. That's what I read. <laughs> and then are you, are you doing like a comparison report? Not really. No, just for my own. <laughs> my own. It's just my own. Just for my own. My own personal needs. I'm just really into them. You're Don't like ask a, why. A, like one of the, what is it the what's that book that um a lot of like killers have or like uh, conspiracy oh. they always buy copies of like the red something was it uh catcher in the rye catcher in the rye that's what I was thinking kind of white something red but rye rye rhymes with red the hardy oh, boys are really telling really. me to help interfere with police business <laughs> <laughs> the hardy <laughs> tower treasure is your catcher in the rye is what I'm saying and that's where we're getting at yeah. So uh, I think that's all I want to say about that. Like I don't really have much else to to talk about, but uh, yeah, I think I think I'm uh, I'm gonna try. I'll I'll do a book report about the differences between all the different I ones. A, good, good, good. I got another question for you. Okay. Uh, how often do you see us doing full books of like this from cover to cover? Obviously, we're we're about to do another one, but uh, well, uh, you, uh, from doing the one, we've only done one now. So we officially have one. Your what are your what are your thoughts on the long term? Uh, for I show? like are you digging I, it or do you like the short? Because like, everything else was like short stories. I enjoyed this a lot more than just doing the short stories. The short stories are fun to be able to break into and break out of real fast. Like we did those like in 35, 40 minute get chunks. But like I'm looking forward to doing the um the big a big book again or just a a book because I genuinely want. I like the bits we made. I like the character development that went through are the crap we're making fun of and stuff like that. Like there were some really good gags that came up inadvertently. Like I overall enjoyed the, um, the experience of reading a big book with you. Cause it was a lot of fun to develop characters and bits and have the kind Thanks, of man. payback no, I, I and, a lot with and evolve. Too. Yeah. I feel like there was a lot of, uh, we're, we're trying to get a handle on where the, on like where the story's going. Uh, live while we're reading it and then trying to uh, you know do all the fun stuff with it but then so like the first i feel like the first couple episodes we're still trying to like we're finding our footing but then paying off later uh, it pays off big i feel like oh yeah um i i definitely think we should we should do more books personally i would like to do we're Ooh. still gonna break it up with short stories because i feel like the yeah. short stories are fun I self-contained like, I like both, things I think. Yeah, they're fun. I'd love to hear what the listeners think, too. So uh, hit us up, email us, uh, all that social media stuff. Uh, let us know what you think. If it's something you wanted to see more, long books, short stories, a little bit of both, uh, where your thoughts are on that. I'd, I'd love to hear the thoughts from the listeners. Get you, get your participation in this shit. Yeah, yeah. Please let us know. So uh, I think let that's us know, it. boys. Go on. Let's <laughs> just. Come on, boys. Let's go solve those mysteries by having people tell us how much they like it. So, all right. <laughs> tell me how um, much you love me, boys. All right, well, have the best podcast ever. Yep. All right. That's the well, absolute well, best. I, I think that's about it. Yeah. Let's uh, let's all wrap it up. Uh, any any other uh, things we want to say on the way out here? Um. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging in with us during this whole uh, process of reading the Hardy Boys. Uh, it was a journey that we all went on yeah, together. Uh, Whether it was good or not, uh, we, I don't know. Actually, I, but I, we we did yeah, it. No, it. It was a crazy ride. Uh, you guys, if you got through this or you got through that series, congratulations. Uh, you are uh, you're champions. Uh, I know that we're champions too now by proxy, but uh, they're more champions for listening to us. Uh, they don't have to do that. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited for the next one. Uh, Shakespeare. It's going to be 
it's gonna be totally different um and if 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 it's good well maybe we'll keep doing that uh what was i gonna say i don't remember i already forgot doesn't matter uh yeah if you want to like and subscribe uh on whatever platform you're on uh that helps a bunch uh, if you want to help more rate and review us on apple podcasts uh we have a few of those that are coming through we'll probably read on the next episode uh if you want to check us out on our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash badaudiobooks. Uh, follow the show on social media at, at badaudiobooks on Instagram. Nick, you've got an Instagram. What's yours? My Instagram is at realhumanmaz. Awesome. And mine's at Kent Heidelman. Uh, I feel like there's something else I wanted to write here. Um, um, I don't think there's much, but I think I would like to have Astrid say goodbye for us. Can you say bye-bye? What? <laughs> Good job. All right. Take it easy, and uh, we'll see you guys in the next book. Now, a tip-top story for our tip-top Patreon. Now, if you want a story written about you, taking place inside the universe of the book or story that we are reading, just join our Patreon today and grab one of the tiers that have that feature. Elena Clark called Fenton Hardy and asked, Is this Fenton Hardy? Yeah. And whose sexy voice needs my help? I need help finding a date. Sister, I got you covered. No, and aren't you married? No, my wife is dead, so, uh, the... Honey, shut up! No, I'm trying to score here! No, I don't want a sandwich! Elena hung up the phone, knowing that her missing sock would continue to haunt her and her dreams. That's the story for this week. Tune in next week for another installment of the crazy antics of Helena Clark and whatever book we're reading. If you want to be, a, again... If you want to be a part of this, go ahead and join our Patreon. Have a good night.